Hey guys, brand new podcast. Sober October is fucking over. Over. Oh, it feels good. <clears throat> feels really good. Do you feel good? Yeah, fellas, it was a great fucking month. It was a great month. Lost a bunch of weight. Feel good. I'm a, on a little bit of a bender right now. A little bit? <clears throat> well, last night I was... Uh, You fell getting into bed. Last night we did... Uh, your phone separated from its phone case and you were shuffling your feet to walk, I think, in order to not fall and ended up falling anyway. So yeah, I think you could call that a bender. Your eyes were actually physically spinning in their sockets. I was fucking wasted. I think I paid you for dinner. Wasted. We did uh Joe's podcast yesterday, me, Tom, and Ari and Joe. And it was really fucking fun. Uh, wait, God, wait, back it. it up. You paid for dinner at Morton's? Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Well, just suffice to say, uh, I don't think they're going to make me follow through and pay for the private jet, which was the bet. Okay, I'll take dinner. <laughs> no problem. We had we we had a prize uh, thought out, but it, Ari wasn't really interested in it, and I think everyone was so exhausted from the thing. I, I'm sure I'd be I'd be pot committed to some sort of uh, treat for them again, but dinner was nice it was really fucking nice yeah i'm sure we it had was Morton's. such a great fucking night yeah clearly we really did uh since it, you fell literally fell in our bed i smoked like so missed the bed like you hit pot. the bed at the chest do you remember this uh-uh. you fell and hit the corner of the bed at your boobs i woke up if i had woken up with a chain on my ankle in a basement somewhere i would have been as just as shocked as me waking up in my bed going how the fuck did i get home yeah you ubered clearly i don't remember that at all yeah you were really drunk i was very high that's what it was and drunk but i smoked we smoked a regular joint we smoked a blunt i had my vape pen with me man it was a fucking fun night go listen to that how do podcast. you know you don't remember it the podcast was funny as shit I laughed so hard. I laughed fuck, the hardest I've laughed in a long time, like probably five times. Why? One time, at one point, I just posted on my Instagram, Tom said that he he was referencing himself and he said, you know, when you walk into a room, like thinking like, oh, I better look like Jason Statham. And I go, you think you look like Jason Statham? <laughs> and I caught him and he was like, no, but I'm saying. And then. So he really does think he looks like Jason Statham. I made me laugh so hard. That would make me laugh really hard too. And then another time, Ari goes, uh, Ari goes, you know, I called up our fitness place and they're like, he's like, yeah, my, you know, it's in Kansas City. Our trackers were attached to a, cl- a workout place in Kansas City. Why? That's just the way it worked. And so they were like, yeah, you're on our board. We were going to take you off, but we thought we'd leave you up. And then he was like, yeah. And they, they said, do you know, is Burt Kreischer one of the ones? And Tom saw it in my eyes. But I was expect I was hoping the next sentence to be because we're really big fans of his. But it's just my name was had come up registered too, so that's how they knew my name. Oh, and yeah? Ari goes, "Wait, did you think they were gonna say they were fans of you?" And I said, "Yup." <laughs> and I, it was a lot. It was a fun fucking podcast yesterday. Oh, good. Um, and I got a podcast for you guys today that you're gonna fucking love. It gets emotional at the end. I've been wanting to talk to this guy for a really long time. He's a fucking beast. He is killing it all over the world right now. He's he's on his world tour. And uh, I think he's in, uh, it's just impressive. The numbers he's moving are like, I mean, just fucking impressive. And he's one of the nicest guys in the world. And he's just hilarious. And he's, uh, oh, this is such a great podcast. 
It was like we powered through it too, didn't we? It feels like a fucking three-hour podcast, but it's only, I think, an hour and change. Um, but you're going to love it. Is there anything else you'd like to add, Leanne? No. I don't know who it is. <laughs> you didn't say who it is. Today's podcast is brought to you by... Well, you didn't. Blue Apron. I love Blue Apron. Here's how it works. They give you chef design recipes, seasonally inspired, and you can cook them in as little as 20 minutes. They're delivered right to your door. It's the freshest ingredients. It is amazing recipes and more than anything it teaches you to cook it teaches yeah. you to cook that that's the coolest thing is that you can steal the things they teach you i guess or ultimately you learn them yeah and then you can add it to your cooking i i put a roux in everything oh roux you i use the <laughs> i use the remnants of the pan to create myself a roux oh is that no i didn't say i said the wrong Thing. I don't think it's Rue. I think it's called something else. Fuck. Anyway. Fond? Fond. That's yeah. it. Fond. I did it today. Are with... you fond of Fond? Ah, 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 ah. Also, <laughs> what it does inadvertently or advertently is it gets you to sit down with your family and have dinner. What are you laughing at, you idiot? <laughs> what? Because you just did that a minute ago, but I don't remember the word. I don't remember inadvertently or advertently. I mean, stealing or learning. <laughs> just did the same thing twice. We love Blue Apron. Wait, are you a professional? I'm not sure. I do this for a living. <laughs> inadvertently or advertently. Or, or stealing or learning. Same, same. <laughs> Your whole family eats together. Here's the deal. They've got uh, three different... Uh, different ordering options you can get the two person you can get the four person or you can do the wine thing we do all we do four person and the wine the wine is fucking phenomenal uh, let's check out this week's menu and see what they got coming up oh shut the fuck what up. we had last night was really good i wasn't here what did you have it was an asian chicken with rice which oh, doesn't George sound super exciting today. oh they both had it like again after school it was so good Smoky chicken and sweet potato bake with cheese cornbread biscuits. Ooh. Shut the fuck up. Hot Italian sausage pizza with roasted peppers and olives. Home style beef medallions. Pan maple sauce. Shut the front door. As soon as you grab your blue apron, that's delivered directly to your front door. Hearty vegetable grain bowl. That's probably been a good one. Healthy. Beef and broccoli and cumin spice sauce with garlic rice. I love Blue Apron. We love Blue Apron. They're, I love they're, it so much. They're a part of our family. I say this always. If they ever decide to stop advertising with me, I will still get Blue Apron. That's how great they are. Yeah. And right now, you can get your first three meals for free. And check out this week's menu at blueapron.com slash BurtCast. That's blueapron.com slash BurtCast to get your first three meals for free. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. I'm also using one of our sponsors nonstop. It seems to be the only toothbrush I can ever fucking find. Quip. Quip is a better electric toothbrush created by dentists and designers. It was designed to make brushing your teeth more simple, affordable, and even enjoyable. What I love about Quip is the top of Quip. Yeah. I love the t I love two things about Quip. The top of Quip Quip you can take it off and then stick it to the mirror. You mean the holder, which is also the top. Uh, it's the top. It's both. And it sticks inadvertently, to the... Inadvertently, but advertently. Advertently <laughs> and inadvertently, you can stick it to the mirror, and then you can hold your mirror on your uh, on your 
you can hold the toothbrush on a mirror when you're in a hotel room. Yes, but you it's not sticky. It's like a mirror magnet. So you can take it off your mirror yeah. at home, put it in your bag, then take it to your hotel and stick it on that mirror, take it out, put it in your bag. So it's not like a sticky thing that gets old. It's just like it's like a mirror magnet. It's really cool. What was happening for me was I was going to the front desk and I was just getting the toothbrushes they have at the front desk. Right. Which are horrific toothbrushes. Yeah. This is a fantastic toothbrush that you can then put a top on and throw in your bag. If you travel like me, it is soup. It's valuable and invaluable. Yeah. <laughs> it's valuable and invaluable. <laughs> and so... It's such a dork. <laughs> but I love this toothbrush and it's electric. So you turn it on. I mean, I turn it on and it buzzes. It vibrates. But I yeah. brush my teeth with it hard anyway. I pretty go pretty hard on my teeth. Do you? But it times it out so it, you can eat, brush each quadrant of your mouth. Each quadrant. Each quadrant. Yes. Um, let's see. They've got a multi-use cover that mounts to your uh, mirror, slides over the bristles, uh, declutters your sink. That's true. Although I will give you a heads up. Uh, very easy to leave them in hotels. Oh, yeah? Because you leave them yeah, on the mirror? Yeah, I've, I've almost walked out without my toothbrush twice. Oh, and then boy. I, and as I'm walking out, I'm like, oh, I should brush my teeth. And I'm like, oh, fuck, my toothbrush. And the heads are automatically delivered on a dentist recommend, recommended schedule every three months for just $5. Why? Three out of four of us use bristles that are old and worn out and ineffective. Quip is one of the first electric toothbrushes accepted by the American Dental Association and has thousands of verified five-star reviews. I love, uh, I, love, I love this Quip. I love brushing my teeth for the full two minutes. Do you? Yeah. I think that was a sober October thing. I got so into doing workouts to, and, and pushing myself harder than I'd ever had yeah. that I started saying, I'm going to apply this in all life with washing my hands and with brushing my teeth. Really? So I started washing my hands for the whole song of Happy Birthday, and I was using my Quip, brushing your teeth for two minutes. You brush your teeth for two minutes, and you're like, it's almost like working out. You go... I have barely been brushing my teeth. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, you got to do it for two minutes, and Quip helps you do that because it beeps. Here's a call to action. I love Quip because they're great. That's why I love Quip. And right now, they're backed up by 20,000 dental professionals. Quip starts at just $25, and if you go to getquip.com slash Burt right now, you get your first refill pack for free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first re refill pack. That's your first refill pack for free at getquip. G E T Q U I P dot com slash Bert. Two great sponsors. And we got another bunch of great sponsors coming down the line. Yeah, we do. I'm really excited. Yeah. Um, I'm really, really, really excited. I like that more. Um, advertisers are getting into podcasts and it, listen I always say this but if you, the the podcast is entirely for free I get paid from these sponsors to read their ads yeah and and they give me the free product and so I'm, I feel like I get a lot but if you want to support me if you like the podcast support my sponsors yeah try Quip's toothbrush uh, sign up get your three free meals for free with Blue Apron go online and buy Secret Time Pajamas or go to my website Birdcast Coffee Mug we got Secret Time Pajamas Cog the Machine Beanie yep Brown Friday t-shirt. I've known today's guest uh, for a long time. I've known of him for a long time. I talk about this a tad bit. Um, there's one thing I do in my life sometimes, which is unhealthy, but <laughs> it gives you solace. What are you going to say? <laughs> Nothing. 
What? <laughs> Nothing. Are you going to try to guess what the one unhealthy no, thing is? What? No. What are you laughing at? There's one thing I do in my life sometimes. But you do things like all the time. So I'm yeah. waiting to see what the sometimes, your quote, sometimes is. <clears throat> I compare myself to people. Do you? Yeah. Only and so sometimes? sometimes you do it. Um, you do it to make yourself relax. Like you look at a cool person mm-hmm. and you go, like when I had kids, I was younger than most comics that had kids. And I would look at other comics to see like, because, you know, Dane was blowing up at the time. Um, Segura and Christina were just dating. Rogan didn't have kids. Bill Burr didn't have kids. No one had kids at the time that we had kids. And so you kind of look to see other comics that are cool that had kids. And Joe Coy had a son. And it made me feel like, all right, like, as long as he's doing it too, then I'm, I'm not like the only guy without kids, you know? Yeah. It was really interesting and, and then I watched him go on to Chelsea. I remember he got in trouble for something way before public shaming was as big as it was. And yes. I, I really felt, I really like sided with him. Like I really, really sided with him. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been lucky enough to get to know him, but I heard him on Mark Marin. I, I got it. You got to, it's a really amazing podcast. Mark Marin's WTF with Joe Coy is really fascinating because what he talks about, we talk about a little bit tonight is Joe is in the first uh, first round of like of immigrants before like that came out wrong. His his mom and Joe and their whole family came from the Philippines to Seattle to Tacoma to like upstate Washington, mm-hmm. and his mom had to persevere with racism and finding a community of Filipinos and finding her family and friends and like your nuclear family. He talked about it on Marin. We talk about it a tad bit on this, but it really is. I don't know why it was so fascinating to me. I think just the idea that I I remember not having an internet to go to, to find things. Yeah. And when you could find things, how important they were to you. Yeah. And uh, we talk about his relationship with his brother, with his dad. And then we talk about having kids and we talk about it gets a little emotional. I might I might cry in a part, but you cry. Yeah, he just got it out of me. I don't. We just. What are you crying about? Just talking about being dads and like how oh. sometimes you feel like you're dropping the ball. Oh yeah. You know you know exactly what I'm thinking. Yes, I do. I hope you enjoy today's podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Sober October's over. Ooh, find me on. Uh, I think all the shows are sold out for this month. Uh, Brea uh, yeah. is uh, New Year's Eve. I think shows are all sold out all, all through December. We've added 11 new dates to the Body Shots World Tour. If you're curious if we're coming to your city, I have definitely added a show there. I have definitely added a show. And in some cases, like Tampa and I think Minneapolis and St. Louis, we've added third shows. So go to go to see if I'm see if I'm coming to your city and go see me live. There are two shows, I think, every single night now. So if you couldn't get tickets previously, you can now get tickets. You should be able to, yeah. The yeah. second show still has tickets available. So uh, most, and that's in why most we had, markets, not in all markets. Not in all markets, and some markets we've capped it off because it's just a lot of work. Um, it's a lot of shows now, and we're getting a tour bus. I'll be posting videos from the tour bus on my Instagram. We'll be doing live podcasts out of the tour bus. It's going to be a crazy 2019. Not as crazy as the one Joe Coy is on right now. His tour is fucking insane. Oh, yeah? I'm watching him on Instagram. Check him out on Instagram. His tour is fucking mind-blowing. Hmm. 
He was in Chicago and then had to be in New York in the morning for the same festival I'm going to tomorrow, today, now. Ladies and gentlemen, we don't have time to screw around. Enjoy this podcast. Today's podcast, Joe Coy. This is The uh, best promo ever is you with the tour bus in Times Square. Really? Best promo ever. Be- oh, best so promo cool. ever. Best promo ever. One take Hova, too. Yeah, how did that? We had one shot to Here, do grab it. the mic. Grab the oh, mic. Sh- yeah. I'm sorry. How are you, Bert? Um, good. So, wait, how did you do that? Did, is like I was dying to know all the ins and outs of that. So, promo. first of all, just driving in Times And then Square. I, I got to be honest with you, I talked so much about it and I couldn't find it to show other people. I tried doing it on open tabs to what show everyone. I do a solo podcast called Open Tabs where I leave all the tabs open from the um, weekend. Yeah. Like where I go on Safari and then I close them online and I just like show everyone what I was into. Oh, and I couldn't so find funny. it again on Instagram for some reason. What? I know. I know. But uh, so how did you do that? Did you Was that your tour bus? Yeah. And, it, and you knew it was coming through Times Square. Well, I told him to come and pick me up. And uh, that, that, that shot took an hour and it was it was less than a mile radius it was just like it was just like three rights to come back around oh shit that was and it took them over an hour and we waited i didn't give a fuck i was like man this is gonna be the shot right here have my bus run through Times square man i'm dying to know about your world tour your world tour is probably from and by the way everything's always outside perspective we never really know what anyone's doing, yeah. But all we can tell is, you know, what our agents always go. This is the story it tells. Yeah. Well, we receive a story based on people's Instagrams. It looks like the most outrageous world tour I've ever seen. It's crazy, high, as high as any of the ones Russell Peters done. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fucking pretty crazy insane. right now, man. Are you still in the middle of it? Yeah, we're not done. Holy shit! So, yeah. So where did you start? Because uh, literally, I swear to God, not even joking. The second. We started doing a tour. I was like, I was like, it's got to be around the world. It's got to yeah. be around the world. And then you, your tour was, I was like, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. And I see you travel, like literally you are going, I keep interrupting. So where did you start? It started, uh, the, it, I think the first date was Australia Good. and we sold that out. That was crazy. Yeah. But, I mean, it went on sale like. It, we put it six months in advance or something or four months in advance yeah and like we started adding shows right off the bat we didn't and you know Seb Boehm uh, all the promoters yeah, out yeah, there yeah, yeah, yeah. and um and and the first thing they said was like hey mate you're gonna add another show in Sydney I'm like what and then we added another show and they were like can you add another show in Sydney I'm like you gotta be kidding me right now your special was so fucking great Yours was great. Dude, yeah, we could sit here and suck each other's dicks hey, all day. Hey, for sure. <laughs> hey, man, the, a lot of people think, oh, you just got on Netflix and it's over. No, you got to put on a good special, man. You got to put a good special, a good special out. You got to put it. Dude, your special was so good. And you, I've talked about you, your special, because you funded it yourself. Yeah. Made it yourself. They said no to me, too. They said no to you, and you went and did it. And now you're, I mean, that's probably one of the biggest specials. You, Ali Wong, Eliza. Three of the biggest specials this past year. That one, that one, I'm telling you, man. They said no, and uh, and I was like, no, you can't say no to this because I was, yeah. Bert, you know, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm killing right now. How are you saying no to me right now? So you're like, the, you are, the, you are an example. I'm, I have 19 different angles I want to talk to you about, but you are the example of like 
a guy who plays huge theaters, like huge amphitheaters, like huge venues, still goes to the clubs and does three weekends in a row in, yeah. in like San Jose, uh, like uh, I, w- I would say Brea, bigger clubs, like uh, maybe even Brea is the biggest. Brea is the biggest. Six hundred right, right now. Six hundred. And I did sixteen. You did sixteen shows. I just at- finished my last one was <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> It was so crazy because last year I did 16 shows at the old Brea, and that was only 300 seats. And now it's 600 seats, and I did 16 shows. So in my head, I'm like, I think I just did 32 shows. That's fucking 16 If you really shows. think about it, it's 16 double. 16 shows at the Brea Improv. I don't think there's any. I don't, I don't even think Fluffy at his heyday in running South, Southern California ever did 16 shows anywhere. That's crazy. Dude, does it? No, but you get what I'm saying? Because uh, yeah. last year was 300, now it's 600. Oh, yeah, So I get now it. it's like 16 times two because it's the size of two improv. Old, the old improv was 300. Did you have any nerves? Like, were you nervous at all putting on this world tour? Yeah. Really? Yeah. And then that bus? Are you kidding me? It was such an investment. Yeah. But did I was did like, you buy I'm, the bus or did you just rent I, it? Oh, no, you lease those okay, things, Okay, yeah, man. I'm renting. A, I'm leasing a bus for my tour. Yeah. And they're so fucking expensive. But let me tell you, Bert, and... and, and and it's so cool because I appreciate you on a business level on so many other levels. Like I study you, you know what I mean? Like I watch you, you motivate me. But one thing I love about you is man, you are not scared to invest. Yeah. And that's what that's what sucks about this business is people don't want to invest in themselves. They want to use other people's money to invest. And it's like, man, no one wants to invest in something that they're not passionate about. If you're passionate, fucking invest. So let's start. Let's start. Let's go to the beginning of everything because I, there's so much I want to talk to you about. Yeah. Because I want I want people to get like a full spectrum of where you are today. And where you are today is uh, one of the top Netflix specials, uh, probably. Uh, ever that they've had one of the top Netflix specials ever. I mean, obviously, you know, no one's I ever going to compare to. Man, I'm sorry. No one's going to compare to Chappelle, you know, and those guys. But kind of be dead honest with you, you're up there with Chappelle. Your special's up there with Chappelle when it comes to people that watched it. It's fucking overwhelming. Um, <laughs> Restaurant tour, uh, uh, podcaster, biggest one of the biggest world tours uh, in the business. But I want to go back to the very beginning because. I listened to your WTF yeah. and it was fucking fascinating. Oh man. It was Thank really you. fucking fascinating. There's a lot I didn't know about you and your mom and 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 your your family and uh and I don't want to re go over the I don't want to redo the WTF. Everyone should go hear that. One of the things that fucking blew me away is that your mom created the Filipino community in yeah. where you grew up. Yeah. And that that it's like to see where you, we are today with you see like Hassan Minaj uh, in his new Netflix show is kind of calling out the Asian community and going like, be better. I think that's a really like fucking insane leap to where your mom was when she got here and was like, oh, it's time for us to become. Yeah. I need to I need to create a community. And she did. That's fucking. There were no Filipino restaurants. Like It's so it's so hard to tell somebody else that's not of an immigrant household especially during that time too like no one knows about the 80s unless you were from the 80s like we didn't have facebook myspace cell phones we had landlines you know we had word of mouth and my mom had to really find her friends you know she didn't have facebook imagine being an immigrant woman that you know broken english 70 72 she's 71 no no when she got here was oh when she got here was 70 uh well she yeah 71 is when she came to the states and then um 
But just imagine that. You know what I mean? I got to find it's friends. It's hard to wrap your head around. I got to find friends. You know what I mean? And then you got to find, and then, you know, me trying to do the jokes to make it relatable and funny. But like, yo, she was literally walking up to Mexicans, Filipino. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously. And taking stabs in the dark. And then literally, they, she built, slowly built this community. And then, oh, I love Filipino food. Where can I go? There is none. None. So then we would, she would rent out this place. It was called the Knights of Columbus Hall, which was attached to like this church. And every Sunday we'd go, you know what I mean? And it was like our community. My mom and dad was divorced. And that's, that's why I always talk about mom, my mom and that, my, that side of the family so much because my dad kind of just left. So yeah. all I know is the Filipino culture. All I know is the Knights of Columbus Hall. All I know is like my sister always sang and I performed Michael Jackson all the time. And, and that's what happened. That's when we got to eat everybody's food. You know what I mean? Because when you're broke, you, you, your mom can only make spaghetti or only make one dish but you want to try the other dishes. Yeah. So then you had these potluck nights and it was just like, yo, you don't even understand. It was like heaven for us every weekend. Uh, that really kind of blew me away that people, I think nowadays it's so easy to imagine finding your community online. Yeah. Like if you're into like my daughters are into comic books and it's very easy to go to the comic book store yeah. and know where it is. Get on your phone. Where's the comic book store before that? And your mom was confronted with racism. Yep. Big time. I remember when we won a, a TV in JCPenney because we sat there. My sister filled out like a thousand cards. My mom filled out a thousand cards. We stuck it in that little turning wheel thing and we waited. They said four o'clock they were going to do it. We felt, man, that thing at least 75% was our cards. <laughs> and I think everybody knew, you know what I mean? But we <laughs> needed that TV, man. And we won. And I remember we were going up the escalator and my mom, she, you know, every time she see kids, she always wants to touch a kid. She was like, hi. She touched this little kid. She was like, hi. And he grabbed grabbed his eyes and pulled him back you know and he went oh, 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 and he went like that mm -hmm. and i'm like i was like the same age as that kid and i looked at my mom and i was like what i, I didn't get it she's like oh don't worry he's just being funny like she was protecting the kid you know what i mean but like we don't know that now you know what i mean like we don't i mean there it's still there but not how it was back then man it was really it was thick and heavy man you we just came off of the vietnam war we had a lot of these vets coming back that were all of a sudden married with children you know my dad being one tiger yeah. woods being one you know what i mean <laughs> yeah and it's just it was a different time like on the base bert i don't mean to take over man no no Dude, on the base this we, podcast is better when you take over uh, but on the base we were a community you know what I mean? Half breeds were a race on the base. Yeah. You know what I mean? We loved each other. Dude, I uh, black kid with hazel eyes and, and, and slightly pulled back a little. You don't look black, but I know you're black. I know your dad's black. <laughs> Is your mom Korean? Yeah, she's Korean. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. My mom's Filipino. My dad's white. I got green eyes, but look at me. You don't know what the fuck I am. And, and that was on the base. But when we went to the mall... It was a completely different ball game. We were looked at weird. You know what I mean? You you go to you go to Tacoma. You got Fort you got Fort Lewis. You got McCord, uh, got McCord, I think it is, and uh, and and you got all these military people. You know what I mean? And then they always want to go off base to go hang out. And when we went out, that's when people were like, "What the fuck are you? Like yeah. what is like what is this man? What are you, dude? I don't get it." Yeah, because I, I that, back then it was those areas were just so fucking white. Yeah, very and Tacoma all, white. All ethnicity, all diversity was brought in by the military bases, yeah. almost. Yeah, almost exclusively back then. Yes, that's why I had to deal with re racism within my own family. That's why when people ask me like, "Why don't you ever talk about your dad?" I'm like, "Do you really want me to go there? <laughs> yeah. Do you really want to go there where my dad uh, adopts two Asian kids because?" 
you know, the woman that, you know, he's married to now that he has a child with also had two other kids that he kind of probably didn't know about yeah. from another man that's Asian. You know what I mean? And now yeah. we go to the States and now you got this white family called the Herberts. That's my dad's real name. Oh, Herbert, really? John Charles Herbert. And, you know, you got these two, you know, very white grandparents that are only giving me gifts. You know what I mean? And yeah. my mom's like, fuck that. And that, and that's where the divorce happened. Yeah. And that's when that split happened. And that's when my dad kind of vanished. You know what I mean? He'll never yeah. admit it, but we all know. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what the fuck was going on. I told my dad that. I was like, you know, I feel bad because I, I go, I tell my, I tell uh, my son, I, I tell my dad, like, I get it. You know what I mean? But I don't want my son to ever feel the way I felt. Like, I didn't know my grandfather. When he died, I was just like, how, I go, I feel bad for your dad. I said, your dad to my dad. Because yeah. I never had a grandfather on that side. <laughs> yeah. And then when his grandmother passed, I was like, I feel, I, you know, I pray for your mother. Like, there was no identity. There's nothing. I have nothing to You had no me. relationship with your yeah. grandparents? Yeah. And, and my dad and my dad cries all the time, man. And, and here's another thing. I'm not shitting on my dad. Yeah. I, it's just, how would I react at that age, 27 years old? How would you react? 27, you got a, you got a brand new wife with a kid, and then all of a sudden you have to t adopt two other kids that aren't yours? Yeah. Like, how would you react? You know what I mean? You'd um, probably leave too. At 45, I think I'd be uncomfortable with it. Exactly. It would be, it, it's hard to put. You can't wear those shoes. And I respect my dad now because, he, you know, he came around and he came back into our lives. He came back into my life when I was like 20, 21. And when he found out I wanted to be, well, I was trying to be a comedian. Oh, fuck. It was, it was gung ho, dude. He paid for my website. Really? Back when no one was buying websites, man. I yeah. remember my dad maxed out a credit card for 5,000 bucks, like in 1990, whenever websites were starting. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was like yeah, 90, yeah. whatever it was. I just yeah. remember website is, you got to have a website, dad. 99, 99. Was it 99? 99 is when, I think I started stand up when I was 26. That's 20 years ago, almost 20 years ago. So that's 90, it would be 99. Yeah, 99, that, I remember David J. Nash had a website. Dane Cook just got a website. Uh -huh. That was like fucking, and I remember David, this guy, David J. Nash told me, don't tell anyone I got a website. Like, oh, really? But trust me, this is the thing. I told my dad, I go, dad, I need this money right now. And this guy was about to build it for me. And this back when everyone was hacking people for money, you know what I mean? Yeah. And the guy was like, yeah, I need 5,000 to get it started. And I begged my dad. I was like, man, you want to make up for all those missing child support payments? <laughs> Now's the day. <laughs> And he did it. You can cut out the middleman and go straight Let's to me. go, bro. <laughs> go time. Where was your dad? Was your dad living? He still moved living to Phoenix. In, he moved to Phoenix. He moved to Phoenix. How did you 85. guys? Get, how did you guys get from upstate Washington to go yeah. like there down to Vegas? Vegas. Well, once my mom and dad divorced, it was like you know that that's when it was all about like the Filipino side. Yeah, and that and that just grew stronger. So do my you feel? Do you feel more Filipino? Or more white. Yeah, that's my identity. Your identity is That's why I talk about it so much. Yeah. Because that's all I had. I performed every Christmas, every Easter at the Filipino Association, the FASA is what they called it. Um, and, and that's all I knew. All I ate was Filipino food. All I did was my aunt named me Jokoy. That's not even my real name. Like she calls <laughs> me Jokoy. That's what she calls me. Really? And I remember I was, uh, when I was performing in Vegas, like every MC would always make fun of Joseph Herbert. You know what I mean? Like, oh, Herbert's coming. Oh, Sherbert, a bear. Yeah. Pervert. Like people would yell out. It was just dumb. But that's what you do when you first start. Yeah. And then I remember telling Mona, my cousin, I was just like, I don't even know what name to go up by. I don't want to go up by Herbert anymore. It's fucking with my time. And then my aunt was like, Joko, I eat. And I swear to God, it was like a TV moment where we both look at each other. 
and go, Joe Coy. That's yeah. the name. And that, that's how I got the name. That's fucking fascinating. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. That's I, oh, I. The whole time I've been thinking your mom's last name is Coy. Yeah, everyone does. I hate it when I get interviewed by like Filipino uh, reporters and they go, and Coy means uh, funny guy in the Philippines. I'm like, no, it doesn't. You just made that shit up. There's nothing creative with my fucking name. My Ati Evelyn. Uh, gives everybody nicknames. She can't call anyone by their fucking real name. Yeah. So it's like my my cousin Mona. She calls her gay. Mona gay. <laughs> or sometimes she'll just leave Mona out and call her gay. Gay. Yeah. And then my Ati Lynn. She called Langoy. She loved to put oys at the end. So Langoy. My Ati Bell. Uh, Annabelle. She calls her Bang or Tita Bang or Bang Bang. What the fuck is that? <laughs> and then Joe is Jojoy. Like it's just those are all our nicknames. Tony Woods used to give nicknames to everyone he met. My buddy Tony. Hernandez, who runs, uh, who owns um, Jack's Media out of New York, one of the biggest production companies in comedy, he used to call him Tony Eyebrows. <laughs> and I love that nickname because he's got strong eyebrows. Yeah. Oh, where's Tony Eyebrows That's tonight? That's great, man. Um, so wait, so how long did you guys stay in, in Washington? Yeah. So we stayed in Washington um, until I graduated, 89. And I moved uh, to Vegas because my grandmother had cancer. So we all moved to be with my grandma. And you know, the crazy thing, Bert, is my mom was struggling with dating, man. She, she, you know, just a bunch of assholes were coming in and out of her life. And then this guy, Sergeant Fred Harrison, he, he came into my mom's life and it was a wrap, dude. It was, no, he took over that household and I loved it, dude. He played sports. He talked sports. My dad doesn't play sports. My dad doesn't talk sports. (laughs) And this is my dude, man. I was a Seahawks fan. I was a Mariners fan. I was a Sonics fan. And he knew all about that shit, man. He was a war vet. He had two Purple Hearts, two Bronze Stars. He has a CIB badge. Motherfucker, you know, he's missing his whole collarbone. You know what I mean? He's got a a sniper shot him in the back of his right shoulder. He's got the size of a dime is the entry wound and then the whole front part is just blasted the fuck out and he and he slumps over like this and he walked around with that no shirt on he'd always wake up in the morning with no fucking shirt on just to let you know yeah motherfucker <laughs> shut look up. what i did for your country and and he's a west virginia boy man and uh and he took over man because my brother's fucking crazy he's got yeah, your brother I'm, I'm curious i want to talk about your brother in a second but keep going about well my brother has schizophrenia like really and that's another thing i forgot to tell you that's that's another reason why it's like I appreciate my dad because like, yeah, he left, but you, you imagine adopting a child uh, who has a mental disorder. You and know it, was, I mean? it was like, it's one of the it's a bad worst one. cases. It's, it's severe. It's real. Like uh, it's confrontational. It's uh, it's uh, it's police every week. You know yeah. what I mean? And my dad's getting kicked in the ribs by a, you know, a 14 year old child who can kick your ass because he knows karate. You're like, yeah. you know what I mean? And, 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 and you know, and you're a grown man. This isn't even my fucking son. And I'm getting my ass kicked. You know, yeah. what I, mean? I get it. I, it took me a while to learn that, but I get it. But um, but man, when when my <laughs> when when Fred Harrison moved in, and uh, and it always happened when my mom started dating. That's why my mom always started breaking up a lot because every time she started dating, that's when Robert would fucking go crazy because he, really? he didn't want anyone dating his mom. And uh, and the minute Fred moved in with us, which was the best day of my fucking life, man, because I had a man in the house, yeah. six foot two fucking football beer drinking fucking dude, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I didn't have my driver's license. He goes, just don't crash or drink. Fucking drive right, you know what I mean? On my prom and I crashed. Jesus. I hit a fucking fire hydrant. He didn't give a shit. You know, I'll lie to my insurance. It's good. Don't worry about it. Like he was so... 
He was this guy man. seems like straight out of a movie, bro. He is. He's he's the one that wrote Rice is Rice. It's I, I say my dad, and everyone yeah. thinks it's my dad that says it. Yeah. It's him. It's Fred Harrison, West Virginia Mountaineer man, coal miner. All his fucking family members died from the fucking coal mines, man. Black lung, and he's he joined the military just to get the fuck off the mountain. He didn't even graduate high school. He he went. He joined the military at seventeen, even though they knew that they were drafting for the uh, for the war. Yeah. And he was like, he lied. He said he was 18. He said, I was tired of shitting in the woods. He goes, you ever try and hold your shit and dig a hole in the snow? Sometimes you hit the ice so hard, shit fly out your ass. <laughs> That's real shit, man. Like you can't, he, They don't have plumbing in the mountains of West Virginia. You shit in outhouses, man. If you had to cast him in a movie of your life, Bro, who, I who got, would play him? Oh, my God. Jack Palance, man. Really? Yeah, man. Just big, stern. Fuck, Fuck yeah. kill you with his eyes. Fred will kill you with his eyes, man. Really? And then love you with his eyes. Yeah. You know? And I always thought boo was like a black a black uh, thing. Like like rappers say boo. Ain't yeah. that right, boo? I had no idea that that was a, a mountain. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that was I country. Think that's just country. <laughs> that's country, bro. Yeah. And he's country. He calls me boo all the time. All right, boo-boo. I got you, boo-boo. And he fucking dude he's the shit man when he I entered love your guy. life your brother was what so my brother was like so when he entered my life i was 16 15 16 15 so my brother's eight years he was like 24 oh your brother's eight years older than you. yeah and he's a he's a motherfucker bro he's smart he knows how to work the system man and uh i remember he kicked the shit out of this door that we just moved in we finally got an apartment with three fucking bedrooms you know what i mean I was yeah. so happy because me and my sister had to share this room and I always ended up sleeping in the living room and my mom slept in this other room with all our furniture from a house that we had to sell because of the divorce. And then we finally get this one apartment where we're all just kind of like, ah, oh, we all got our own rooms and shit. We got, I got a man in the house that likes sports. And then I swear to God, like clockwork, man, you just, it's, it's morning. And we, I wake up to kicks on the door, just open the fucking door. Open the fucking door. My mom pops out. God damn it, it's Robert. And I'm like, fuck, mom. And that fucking door swings open, man. Here comes Fred. <laughs> he comes running towards me, man. And Fred just, bah, drops him. And then, you know, Fred's huge, man. Yeah. And uh, so he drops him. And, uh, and mind you, he doesn't have a shoulder, man. You know yeah. what I mean? But Fred's like in his 40s. He's retired, but he's still a young man. Yeah, yeah. You know he's like us. Yeah, <laughs> right he's now. us. He's us. You know what I mean? And fuck And then it. when you think of the story, you think of an old man, but then you go realize, oh, that's just us right now. It's just us right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and Robert is a 24. Mind you, I don't want anyone to think that my brother is just like Bruce Lee. He's not. Yeah. He's a fucking, he's a druggie. Yeah. You know, and... uh. You know, and no disrespect. I'm not disrespecting my brother. You know, I'm just putting you in 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 uh, in that situation right now. He's he's doing drugs. He's mentally mentally just uh, really bad. He's got so many uh, personalities. It's it's so bad. And uh, but he kicks all of our asses. He's beating the shit on my sister Rowena several times. Uh, he's given my mom so many black eyes. He beat the shit out of my dad to the point where he just leaves. You know what I mean? He yeah. just goes to another state. And, and what about you? Do you did you? He and him? never fucked with me. Really? It was the crazy. He so, for some reason he loved me. I, not he loved everybody, but yeah. there was something. I guess he was just because I was the youngest and I was the baby. I was looked at it the baby. He never fucked with me, man. Yeah. He fucked with everybody else, and then um, and then Fred. I swear to God, dude, man. I I thought I I thought I saw a fucking superhero, bro. 
I was like, what? I want you to know when my brother would beat the shit out of my dad, at least 10 squad cars. Really? Yeah, bro. At least 10 squad cars. What's your brother? uh, Like, I'm having a hard time visualizing your brother other than this sounds horrible, but the lead singer of Journey. Yeah, no. Like that's the only How about thing Manny I can... Pacquiao would be a better Manny Pacquiao. Like yeah, perfect like, example of just what my a, brother. Looks. Regular Filipino guy. Re- yeah, but darker complected. Darker. He's complected. got the darker skin. He's got the black hair, thick black hair. He's got the mustache that won't fully grow. You know what I mean? He yeah. just kind of dangles loosely, and uh, but loves to fight. Loves to fight, bro. Really? Oh, loves to fight. He'll fuck anybody up. You don't want to mess with my brother. He'll fight anybody. You don't give a fuck. You got badges on. You can have your guns pulled. Let's go. It's go time. Jesus. He's he's fucking crazy. I mean, I, I literally, uh, my dad, my dad and I just sitting in the doorway as as four cops are trying to restrain my brother in the bedroom, and, and it went on for an hour because every time they would try and let go, he'd just fucking go flying. He just you couldn't hold the dude down, and uh, and so that so when I saw Fred lay on top of him. I thought I was seeing a superhero. I was like, what the fuck? And he was like, I'm going to let you up, Bubba. I'm going to let you up. But I swear to God, you take another swing. I'm going to jump right back on you, man. And then you let him back up. And Robert would be, you know, like he always says, all right, all right. <laughs> you fucking swing again. <laughs> Fred And Fred wasn't even really trying to punch him. He just, he knew how to tackle. He played football. He fucking yeah. rap. Bam. Just fucking 300 pounds dropped. You know what I mean? Jesus, and then and that that went all the way to the door until we kicked him out, and then we called the cops, and then that was it. I th- I'm pretty sure he ran before the cops came, but that was the first time I've ever seen him not get arrested. Really? Yeah, he got handled in the house. Wow. And those and those dents stay in that door till I graduated. It was so crazy. Do you it was think, like a constant reminder. Do you think drugs started your brother's schizophrenia? I think. Uh, schizophrenia is in our family i think schizophrenia is a gene it's in our family yeah. my uncle's schizophrenic oh okay yeah and uh and I, I gotta be dead honest with you the first time i had a full-blown panic attack from marijuana i thought yeah. i was getting schizophrenic and i'm gonna tell you something that's gonna scare you real quick um so room. all right so i went and saw one of those what are they called like the nutritionist doctors the yeah. one that that heal you with like vitamins and all that one yeah. of them not yeah. a doctor but they know your body, right? So I do the DNA scan, right? Mind you, I haven't told her anything about my family. This is just her finding out about me and yeah. what I can do for you, right? And she's going through all my shit. She's talking about my, you know, I need to change my diet because my, uh, I'm backed up. I am backed up. Well, you know what I mean? And yeah. I, I told her I have problems getting a solid one out. And I think that has to do with us flying a lot yeah. and eating shit. And uh, and she she fixed that and then and then she's just reading all this stuff that I need and then she goes you need to stay away and this is gonna freak you out man she goes you need to stay away from uh, THC I go why she goes do you smoke weed I go occasionally if it's around I'll, I'll yeah you know what I mean she goes you you need to stay away from it you have a schizophrenic gene that's in your body. She, and it's not a gene. She just shows you this little number. Yeah. And she goes, this this is what what happens when you have schizophrenia. It's it's there. Yeah. And what stimulates it and what it eats and feeds off of is marijuana, which is what my brother was fucking, that was his favorite thing to do. I wonder. I, he used to roll that shit up all the time. And I swear to God, Bert, I got so scared. My, my, my neck, hairs rose. Yeah. And, and, I, and I literally looked at her and I go, my brother has schizophrenia and he's in Western uh, Hospital right now in, in Tacoma, Washington. Like he's, he's lived there his whole life. And she goes, yeah, I know I saw it already. And she goes, and 
you really need to stay away from it. I would love to know a real study about how schizophrenia and marijuana are tied because I got to be dead honest with you. The two panic attacks I had on marijuana was I, it felt schizophrenic induced. Boom. Like I could not. Then shut you don't off. need anything else, Bert. That yeah. it's telling you she's she's not lying. Yeah. This you know what I mean? Like she. It's like those Chinese doctors that know where every fucking nerve is on your body. It, yeah. it took hundreds of years to figure out whatever process that she's working on just because she doesn't have a, a degree they know man they've broken it down they 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 know what what things can can use and what can't use and what what feeds things and what what, what things live off of you know what i mean and mm-hmm. and they and she clearly said that feeds off of thc it it fuels Crazy. the fire and stay away from she told i swear to god bro i had goosebumps i i, I was like i i couldn't believe it yeah, because I there are I think and I think there's a fine line with I sometimes I'm sure you get the, I know you get this way too but you get up on stage and you are just firing hot yeah. and you don't know where the words are coming and you don't know why the joke you don't bro, even know how you bro wrote I just the got joke. chills from you yeah. saying that I don't know where it comes from you know I got off stage and I, I'm sorry to jump in on no, you no but please. I got off stage and I and you can ask everybody at this improv man I got off stage and I said that was the best show of my fucking career hands down I don't know where any of that shit came from. I even was I was doing callbacks from a fucking bit that I just made up from me asking a question. Yeah. What's your name? Turned into a joke, went into a situation, and then wrapped it all together at the end of a bit from someone else's bit that I'm making fun of. Yeah. And the punchline was the punchline from the beginning of the show. And I don't even know how I got there. And I got off stage and I go, I can't even write that. Dude. I, I can't even write that. I don't even know how that fucking happened, and it'll never happen again. I promise you. How, I, how many? And I, this and that's is why schizophrenia. I, th- I feel like I feel like we have a lot of similarities. And I, a long time ago, very long time ago, you put up a set. This is MySpace days. You put up a set of just screwing around on um, a purse. Uh, I forget what it was, but it was like, yeah, it was something like that. And it was you just improving for like yep. seven minutes on one in, on one thing. And the one thing that was funny is I watched your eyes dart and I went, oh, I fucking know that look. Yeah. Like, I feel like I, well, like at my best, I go up on stage and I just start, it starts happening. And yeah. you're like, you're like, I don't know how this is happening. And those are the best shows you'll ever have. Yeah, ever. And those are, you never, you never get them. When you do get them on, re- on record, you're like, oh fuck, yeah. I got to go through and I write all the jokes based out of that. Yeah. But I, and so I wonder if there is like a, like this woman said, almost like a genetic mutation of like guys who are really good improvers are really close to the schizophrenic gene. One hundred percent. Because you, I have laid in bed. I one one of my favorite things to do now is to lay in bed and watch my brain go from thinking about what's going on in my life to uh, dreaming, and yeah. watch it switch over and hear those crazy thoughts where your brain goes, and then we'll just ride a horse. And you're like, huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. Oh, you know, you know, we'll get a shovel and the horse, horse and the shovel, and then. Shovel horses, and then uh, we got uh, bike rides. Bike rides coming up. Big, big, big ride bike rides. And you're like, wait, am I dreaming? And you're like, yeah, starting dreaming. Just let it go. And you just disappear. I believe you right now, man. Do you, I, I, do you ever, 100% I believe you because I do the same thing. Do you, do you remember your dreams? None. Do you? All the fucking. I don't. I none. don't. And But I, I suffer. I suffer from a really bad sleeping disorder. What's it? What do you? I have a severe case of uh, sleep apnea. And I talked about that like nine years ago on on Lights Out. I did a whole bit on uh, sleep apnea, 
and my mom recorded me on the uh, on the camcorder because I didn't believe. Mind you, this is before anyone knew what sleep apnea was. Yeah. Uh, my mom just kept saying that I snore really bad, and I go, "Mom, it's called snoring. That's what people do. They snore." Yeah. And then she goes, "No, but what you're doing is you're dying. Like you don't breathe. Like I'm serious, Joseph. You're not breathing. Like she was like crying. Yeah. So she recorded me. She really recorded me, and I saw the video, and I couldn't believe it, man. Like my arm was like reaching for shit. Like it was like my body was telling me to wake really? up. So do you do you have the sleep apnea mask and everything? Oh, I've had it my my whole like almost eight years now, nine years. Really? God, longer. What am I talking about? Longer since my son was like two. So my son's 16, 14 years. Your I've been on 16 years old. He turned 16 in, in a few months. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I remember you had, you had, you had your son. I think you were one of the first ones of my, of our age to have a kid. Yeah. And I had a kid right after you. And I was like, you, you do this thing. And I, I don't know if this makes you not cool or cool when I do it, but like, I don't know what it means when I do it, but like, you find people like uh, like that are you do something happens in your life where you have a kid and then you realize that no one else is having kids like Dane doesn't have a kid uh, it seems like everyone's fucking super young yeah. and then all of a sudden I have a kid and you're like look for someone to go like who else is doing me so I feel cool I don't feel like I'm an outsider yeah and you had you had had a kid you and I remember seeing a, I think video of you and your son and I was like okay he's got a kid all right yeah. I'm fine I'm not super old yeah yeah I'm yeah. going through regular <laughs> yeah. stuff yeah. I, I started so, yeah. talking about my son at the Laugh Factory because I was working at Nordstrom Rack and uh, and Wells Fargo at the time, and uh, and we didn't have babysitters. And I remember, you know, there was a couple times where his mommy wanted to go out, and, and I was like, I'll take him to the club. I'll just I'll put him upstairs. You know, yeah. it was an off night. It's a Wednesday. No one's up there. Like Tiffany Haddish would watch him. You know what I mean? And yeah. and uh, whoever else was like, you know, there at the time, <laughs> they would watch him. And uh, and I literally wasn't talking about him. Because I was so scared to talk about my son. I, Dude, it's such a... No one understands that when we were coming up, the thing in comedy was to be cool, young, and, and hip. Yeah, and hip. Like, and talk and like, about you know quirky shit. You know what's fun as fuck to do? Yeah. When I go I go into the bar with my buddies, yeah. and it's not... To be a grown-up was not cool. I used to call it fun boy shit. Yeah. Like, it used to anger me as that I didn't have any more fun boy shit because all my stuff was, like, real. Yeah. Like, it was like, all of a sudden, I was living a real life. Yeah. And I and I was so jealous at that time, and I'm putting this as perspective for the listener. At that time that you had your son, I had my kids. Your son was probably four years old. Nope, less. And Dane Cook was the was in USA Today as the number one comic in yep. the world. My son at, was two at that time. At two at the time. Yep. Isla had just been Georgia had just been born. My dad sent me an article. Yeah. And and him and Bobby Kelly and Gary Goldman and Jay Davis and yep. they were touring the world. Orgasm. Yep. And it was like mind young. you, and I'm performing with him every week. Yep. So imagine the pressure. And 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 we're also, I was literally with him every week. And we're also living a life that they aren't living. Rogan's aren't living. not living. Ari's not living. Nope. No human. None of the comics we know. No. Nope. Triple E, Dalia. Everyone's young and doing fun boy shit. Mm -hmm. And I rem and that's why I say I remember you had a kid and I remember going, all right, I'll keep pace with that. Yeah. That's that's all right. There's regular people growing up yeah. in this business. Like we're both in our thirties. We everyone else is in their thirties, but they're like buying Corvette, not Corvettes, <laughs> yeah. but you know, nice cars. Yeah. And, and we're thinking going out on the weekend. We're thinking about preschools. Yep. And fucking childcare insurance and be feeling guilty about going on the road. Yep. Fucking, it's eating up my life. I got to get a TV show. I got to get a writing job. Oh I gotta my get God, talk to me, dude. It, it, so it's, depressing, right? Because there was so much more pressure on us. 
so much more. I I talked to Segura about it, and he goes, I can't, because he was my friend at the time. But he was still young. He was not really in the scene as much. Uh-huh. He was still doing open mics, and he and he would come to my house and we would hang out. Me, him, and his wife, Push, and uh, and my wife and my kids. And he said to me the other day, he goes, I can't believe you did that. Like how irresponsible. Yeah. Like you're making maybe at most I ever made was. 1500 bucks a weekend yeah. giving half to agents managers taxes yeah. you, you you pay for flights yeah. they put you up in a hotel you were making no fucking money how irresponsible yep. trust me i fucking knew it was irresponsible then i was like god damn it man i don't think this is gonna work out yep. there was times where i wanted to quit man i remember burning you remember fries yeah i used to go to fries and buy those blank dvds and burn these bootleg dvds of my set on like bet's comic view Selling them for five bucks a pop. I swear to God, bro. Dude, dude. I, I would get like an extra 500 and I thought I was rich, bro. An extra five. Like, I hope that people can understand that this isn't, I don't want this to come off as two successful comics gloating. I hope you understand no. that what we're sharing is for those listening is those in the hustle, those young guys listening who have two kids and are just trying to make the extra money. I made these fucking shirts that were gray with my face on. This is before anyone was making merch like that, really. Uh This is 13 years ago, and I did it in blue ink. And I took them to San Francisco at the green room to sell them, and I I said, I got these shirts. I'm going to sell them for 10 bucks. I made them for like three bucks each. I was like, if I make seven bucks, I got 100. I can maybe maybe walk around with 700 bucks or, or whatever, 70 bucks. And I put him up, and this guy goes, oh, fuck yeah. And I went, oh, you like it? And he goes, dude. <laughs> By the way, it's my face. He goes, James Worthy's my favorite basketball player. <laughs> Are you serious? Oh, and man. Like, huh? He says, James Worthy, right? And I went, no, it's me. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, that's not you. That's James Worthy. I had spent all this money to make these shirts, and they look like James Worthy. And so I sold them as James Worthy that night. I was like, fuck it, I need the money. Are you serious? I swear to God, I was like, it's, I'm kidding, it is James Worthy. Yes, I have James Worthy shirts. <laughs> and everyone's like, dude, is James Worthy like your hero? I go, dude, I love James Worthy. <laughs> Solo. That's I, great, man. And then I never took him out on the road with me ever again because I was like, everyone thinks they're James Worthy. Are you kidding me? Oh, and you sat on those shirts? I still have, the, it's so funny, my wife just did a podcast with that girl, Halston, and... I, this is so long ago. We didn't have merch when we met this girl who's living next door right now that we gave her one of those shirts. And she goes, oh, we still have those shirts. And I was like, oh, God, the James Worthy shirt. Bro, but I you, want that but shirt. But you had to hustle because this is the, this is why. It's like guys like me and you, we had Christmas coming up. We had birthdays coming up. There was a, Our money wasn't just going to like getting a cool apartment, uh, getting a cool car. Yep. It was all these extra things. Yep. Health insurance. The, no one had fucking health insurance nope. back then. No. Nope. And it was it was it was calming to know that there were other guys in the hustle. Exactly. You know, just to know that you weren't the you weren't the only comic with a kid. Yeah. Now that we have fucking grown kids. Yeah. And everyone Bill Burr's got an infant. Segura's yeah. got two infants. Yeah. Rogan's got two toddlers. Yeah. Like you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I know. They wait boy, were they smart, man. But I mean, I love what I love what we did because it made us work so much harder, man. And it changed our material. Like, oh, yeah. that's what I love the most, man. Because I remember when he was upstairs and I'm just doing whatever it is I'm doing, talking about fighting, you know what I mean? Getting into a fight, just dumb shit. And then my son was like, oh, ah. And then everyone, like, all their heads looked up. 
Yeah. And I just talked about him. And I talked about how I have to pretend that I understand what he's saying. You know what I mean? And I'm speaking. To, and it was getting laughs. And I was like, oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's go. And it was like nonstop talking about my son. And now that's the that's what you see in my specials. It's like every special you just see my son get older and older, and it's I love it. Really kind of insane, it. isn't it? Yeah. To, to go like, like, and then people know your son. Like yeah. They know him. Yeah. I still walk up to him. They go, "Oh, is this Ting Ting?" I'm like, you know, that was his dick, and he said that a long time ago. He's he's 16 now. He doesn't color his dick green anymore. All right. <laughs> Let's respect my son. So you started stand up in Las Vegas. Yeah. What was that like? Um, it was really hard. I got a couple cool stories. Um, there, the Tropicana did this thing called The Biggest Fool, and that was my first time on stage, and that was right out of high school. And basically the whole month of March, they would just let open micers, two of them, go at it during a regular show, and the crowd would vote you forward or, or, or off. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the competition was whoever makes it to the final – during all these shows, they put them on every show. There were so many open micers. Yeah. And then they get to the last two, would uh, battle it out, and whoever won became the biggest fool. So it was called the Biggest Fool Competition. And uh, and I guess you performed on April Fool's Day with like a with a real headliner. And you get to do your own spot. You it's like a mean? mashup between Last Comic Standing and The Biggest Loser. Yeah, basically. They were right there. Oh, they were yeah. in, in swinging distance of this a hit 19, show. Yeah, this is 1989. 1989? Yeah. How long have you been doing comedy? 30? 89, 90. This is my 30th. Jesus. Yeah. 89, I was still, I was right out of high school. Yeah. I was, no, I was still in high school. I was getting ready to go to college. Yeah. I had no clue I was getting into stand-up. Isn't that crazy? I had no clue. I, I was probably the furthest thing I ever thought in my life. I yeah. thought I'd be, my, I thought I'd be a professional baseball player. I was like, oh, I'll be a professional. Baseball really? Player. Yeah. That's so idiot. funny, man. So I wanted to be a comic right out of high school. Really? That's all I dreamed about. Like when I when I saw Delirious, uh, my best friend William uh, gave me uh, Richard Pryor tape, so I fell in love with the tape. But when I when we got HBO and and Delirious came on, I was just like, I couldn't stop watching it. I remember recording it on the, on the VHS step, and like every morning I I put it in and at least watch a a couple bits. Come home, put it in. Really? Weekend playing in, and then uh, he went on tour and did the Raw tour. And I call, I used my mom's credit card and and bought tickets. And she had to drive us to the Seattle Coliseum, me and William, to go watch uh, Eddie Murphy uh, Raw to watch it live. And she was so mad because she thought it was movie uh, movie tickets. I'm like, what the fuck are we watching a movie in Seattle for? I'm like, it was a concert, mom. <laughs> Dropped two 14 year old kids off to watch fucking Eddie Murphy Raw. Shut and then, uh, and then I was like, I can't wait. Oh, I still had the the sweatshirt. It was. I still know the promotion company. It was called Panda Promotions, man. And Paul Mooney opened for him, and some dude that did Michael Jackson puppets, man. I remember the whole fucking show, man. Really? Yes, man. You remember the... Do you, you watch Raw? Of course, yeah. You yeah, remember the course. big red screen yeah. where he's he's standing behind it? Yeah. They had three of those. There was one on the center stage, and there was two on the side stage, right? Mind you, I'm 14 years old. I've never seen anything like it. This is my first concert, man. And I'm about to see my king, you know what I mean? And... It's a montage of all his shit that he did. You know what I mean? Like all his movie lines and all, all the shit he did on Saturday Night Live. And it just, it starts off slow. And then, it, you know, and then it starts moving faster and faster. And then it's just really, really fast. And then bam, all the screens turn red and fucking Eddie's silhouette. Bro, the fucking house went ape shit, bro. Shut 1985, up. bro. Imagine seeing that at his peak. 
That's his fucking, that was Eddie fucking Murphy, man. And it just, imagine seeing a, you know, you've never seen anything like it. We don't have computers and shit. You're just seeing this fucking, what? Gumby fucking, you know what I mean? Butt yeah. week and all this shit, 48 hours to, you know what I mean? Training plays, blah, 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 And all these little one-liners they had, and then bam, red. And he's standing there. And then it opens up and it's fucking Eddie. I'm bro, I'm telling you, man, I've never seen anything like that in my life. The Coliseum where the fucking Sonics play. It was sold to the Sonics don't even sell out. This is back with fucking uh uh Chambers and uh, I think Sigma was still there. Like it was just a fucking horrible squad, you know what I mean? The X-Man or whatever. Yeah. You know, we weren't we weren't selling tickets, man. And I'm it was so packed in there, man. It was sold the fuck out. I remember, I remember sitting because I got 15th row and I remember looking up at the rafters and I'm like, all these people are here to see this dude? Is this for real? And it was, that was, that was my everything. That's, that was the day I'm like, I'm going to do this. This is what I'm going to be. I'm going to be him. I got to do this. Wow. Yeah. That's the best. fucking And insane. I lost the ticket. I had that shit until I was like 30 and, I, and the move somehow fucking I, we I had to get like a storage unit i don't know what happened man so, okay, I'm so my pissed. wife lost an engagement ring <laughs> our last move fucking that's a fucking big hit yeah. <laughs> fucking idiot the uh did now do you do you add when you do your tours yeah. they, they just said this to me they're like oh what, what's your pre-show gonna be like do you have a big pre-show where yeah like, the graphic like, yeah oh for real yeah so what do you do I just do a graphic. It's like a like this laser image of like them carving out my name slowly. Yeah. You can't really see the letters and shit. It's got the theme song from Victory. You know the the Rocky Balboa. Yeah. Trumpets. Da, 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 da. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, not that one, but yeah. No, no, no. I, I don't da, know da, what da, the, da, I, that's Hawaii Five. Yeah, that's Hawaii Five. <laughs> I'll get it for you, but it's it's the one from Rocky. Da, 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 da. I, I gotta get the song. Now we're fucking it up. Now everyone thinks I'm coming out to Hawaii Five Bo. No, it's not that one either. Can you get it or no? I'll get it. God damn it. I'll get it. I'll get it. No, I'm not coming out to Rocky. I'm not coming out to the Eye of the Tiger. I got fucking red and white boxers on. Hold on. Bro, I had to. I had to. I, 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 do you have a big graphic thing or no? No, they just told me I needed to come up with a pre-show. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, I mean, you can come out to a black stage, but I, yo, when you start changing from club to thing, like you really do need to give them an experience. Like your comedy is going to be everything to them. Yeah, they, but that, they love you, but, but imagine paying the amount of money they do and then. It's just the same fucking <laughs> yeah. Like you know what I mean? Give them like, just give them that that extra like yeah. That was worth the fucking I was, extra I used fifteen to do, bucks. I used to do this thing. I this is gonna sound. But right when I started doing my podcast, I thought my what I would really find my money in would be what a late night syndicated show that went on all the radio stations. Yeah. Of me playing music, it would yeah. be me getting drunk as fuck playing music. Oh, I love. So it. I used to go, hey guys, welcome back. It's the B man, <laughs> and I, I I would just go like, but I would talk for real like yeah. i get fucked up and i talk for real about the music that i loved and why it inspired me and so leanne was like what you should do is you should do one of those that you play where you play a music but it's you introducing the song and why you love it that's cool and i was like oh yeah maybe i'll do that and have music play but but those that that when you said that eddie murphy just that sounds so fucking Bro. badass well, well look i mean he did a two-hour set that night yeah and all i can remember is that walkout like I mean, I remember it. You remember? I remember him ripping this one lady apart that that was heckling. 
like that stands out but dude that that montage i always tell people it gave me chills man it was yeah. it was pretty crazy man so yeah i mean it's a little extra man that's what makes you a theater act Make, you know? yeah like, a little extra i feel like i should go watch some theater shows yeah is this, man is this the song? Uh, of course of course <laughs> i get the commercial hold on it's coming here we go oh there we go there we go one two Remember when Rocky was? Is, right Is this Notorious B.I.G.? Yeah. But you know, but you know Diddy sampled everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. And when great. I found out that was Rocky and I was watching Rocky and I saw what he won, <laughs> I was like, fucking Diddy took that? Amazing. Yeah. So that, that's... Uh, that's great. That's great. So that's what I come out to. But yeah, anyway. Um, was, who was starting with you in Vegas when you started? Anyone I know? Uh, yeah, I mean, um, Tripoli was there. Tripoli's really? from Vegas. Um... I don't know any that. That's about the only one that really? you would know. Yeah, because uh, I don't think anyone else really took off during that time. And I didn't meet Tripoli until about later on. Like I think it was like ninety four or really? ninety three, ninety two. I don't know. I was. But doing, you knew him when you got out here. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We knew each other from there, and um, and that was like it was so crazy because we were doing coffee houses. That's all they had out there. They didn't have the. They didn't have like the improvs out there they did but they would book seven to seven shows a, a week so the headliner See, would work sunday to sunday or sunday to saturday oh, back whoa. then and they still do they they well now they're doing residencies now like I do a residency in a yeah now they're heartbeat. doing no they're doing improv residencies it's crazy like oh, really? they got they got cats that are there for like weeks on in for i'm just like what the fuck man i but told I ralphie remember, to do residency who? ralphie he died there but uh but i but i definitely would i would definitely do a vegas residency yeah like, you know, like like one hotel do like wednesday thursday friday saturday sunday i'd love to i'd love to lock down and do something like that not me no. <laughs> <laughs> one and done bro maybe two yeah I, I, yeah man i need to change the atmosphere i I don't want it to feel like a, a machine, man. You know what I mean? I wasn't doing a pun there, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, like, I, know what I don't want to feel like, I don't want it to feel like a conveyor belt. You know what I mean? All right, yeah. take them out. Let's go. Yeah. Let's start the show over. I don't, I don't want to do that, man. I, when I first started, I, I, uh, um, you know, I would do the coffee houses and stuff. And then I, I, I eventually just started renting theaters. And that's why I that's what I heard about you is that yeah. they were like, Oh, he started off, but man, he was his, his, his brain was always two steps ahead of everyone yeah. else's. Yeah, I had to because I, I got in at Catch a Rising Star and um, and the guy that gave me uh, the gig, he gave me a bunch of two for ones and I started handing out these two for ones to everybody and I realized that everyone I handed out the two for ones to were coming, but the headliner wasn't drawing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, well, all these people are here for me, but yeah, he's making all the money. What? Go fuck yourself. I'm getting five, 50 bucks a show. What? Yeah. And uh, so I went and looked for theaters and there was this one theater on Charleston and Las Vegas Boulevard called the Hunt Ridge Theater. It was an old movie theater from the 50s and they shut it down and people would rent it out. It was like 600 bucks for a night. You had to get insurance, which was another 200 bucks. And then you had to pay uh, the sound guy, which was another. So it was a thousand bucks all in. You know what I mean? And you just figure 600 seats, 20 bucks a show, uh, 20 bucks a head. You know what I mean? And then I also sell advertisement. So, uh, like I made brochures, uh, because 20 bucks a head is only 1200 bucks. You know what yeah, I mean? I'm yeah, a thousand yeah, yeah. and I still got to pay the comics. I still got to make money for myself. So I would make, uh, what's it called? Uh, programs. Yeah. And I would sell ad space. 
Really? <laughs> you want to hear another hustle I did? Yeah. This one's gangster. You're gonna love this, man. So the tickets were six. Mind you, this is Kinko's. You know what I mean? Where everything's black and white or thick cardstock. They don't have the beautiful shit that they have now. You know what I mean? You can make shit look legit now. Back then, it looked bootleg. It didn't look like a (laughs) Ticketmaster ticket. So what I did is I made these tickets, right? And on the back, because I'm making 600 for the capacity, right? It's like 650. I'd make 650 tickets. And on the back of the ticket, I would sell that for ad space. And that was 500 bucks. You have 500 bucks, you get the back of every ticket. And you're Make, putting them into everyone's hand everyone's all week hand. long. But here's the catch. It's a coupon, and that's how I sold it. So their ticket turns into a coupon, so they can't throw it away. Get it? Yeah. So they have to turn the coupon into you. And this guy, and he's still my friend to this day, his name is Paul, uh, uh, oh, fuck, I forgot his name. Paul Ogata. Paul Ogata. He owned a, a, a minute lube. One of those minute lubes, he owned it, he, but he made it his own. It was like Paul Ogata's oil change spot. And... Uh, and he paid for those tickets, man. He gave me 500 bucks for that. And I put his advertisement back there. 50% off of oil change, man, with with uh, proof of per, uh, with the ticket. Jesus. The ticket in hand. And then uh, another guy who I'm best friends with still to this day, his name's Chen Young, Dr. Chen Young. And uh, he's the one that gets me all my glasses to this day. Always bought at least 40, 50 tickets. He, he, right off the cuff buy the tickets you know what I mean he always yeah. sponsored he gave away a uh, free eye prescription you know what I mean like uh, yeah. come in and get your eyes tested and that was my hustle man and I would sell ad space Century 21 there used to be a real estate thing. they would always buy the back cover of the program that's fucking yeah I'm so, so I'd walk away with another thousand see I'm not I don't have that gene like I don't have that that I got like that from my mom I think because how think? she used to do the Knights of Columbus thing and how she would organize and I would always watch her and she also used to roll lumpia Lumpia, which is a Filipino egg roll, which I want to take you out to eat sometime. You'll love Dude, Filipino I would food. Love that. But she would sell it twenty five bucks a bag, and so I always had like this hustle mentality because I'd watch her because I'd help her roll the lumpia, and I'd always get mad like, "Can you just keep a bag for us?" You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because that was my favorite thing to eat was lumpia. You just fry it real quick. It only took five minutes, man. It was the best, and she'd always sell it. So I was just like, I always saw that hustle. Like she knew how to turn you know a dollar out of fifteen cents. She was good at that. See, my dad grew up very uh, grew up needing uh his dad died when he was 13 so he was on his own and i think that embarrassed him i mean i don't know i can't really speak for my dad in that perspective but he kept us away from money like he kept us not worried about money although he was worried about money yeah we never had any financial worries growing up oh nice you didn't i had no concept of of like uh like i i knew we didn't have money when i was 10 we had gotten a house. My dad represented the Church of Scientology. Yeah, and he got a and he got yeah. He had a lot of money coming in. What time do you need to get out of here? Uh, it's good. We're good. Let me know uh, what our hard out is. I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll hard out it. like in ten more minutes. In ten more minutes? Yeah, I gotta do fucking yeah. video, man. I'm sorry. That's okay. And so, um, so my dad uh, never. We, he got a big windfall of money, so we bought this big house. Yeah, but we didn't have any furniture in it, and our cereal had bugs in it. Uh-huh. And so, like, so we knew we weren't rich, but we had a big house. Does that make sense? Yeah, I got what you're saying. So, like, I didn't, I never knew, I never knew the concept of of uh, of the dollar, yeah, or the hustle. But I was, I knew, I knew a tad bit of humility, if that makes sense. Yeah, I knew not to flaunt it because we didn't have it, but I didn't understand the hard work ethic. I don't think at a young yeah. age. It wasn't until I got into stand up that I figured it out. So, so when when you got to L.A., who is who are the people? Want to hear some crazy hustle? Yes, I've never I shared love with anybody. Hustle. Yes. Okay, so 
I was always uh, a big like East Coast rap fanatic, man. And I was like, and before all these kids, this this shoe game or whatever, I was already doing that in like early '90s, man. Like my first pair of Jordans were the blue ones in 1988. Like I bought them <laughs> in 1988. So go yeah. fuck yourself, shoe heads. So, anyways, uh, I was always into like. Like they call it streetwear, you know what I mean? But urban wear, and it exploded onto the scene in '94. It was like yeah. Carl Kanai, Cross Colors, and then there was another one called Mecca, and then there was another one Mecca. called Dada, Dada Footwear. These these are all like legit streetwear that, that they blew up. And like LL Cool J always wore a Dada hat. It was like this scully hat with a rim, you know what I mean? Yeah. And and I, and all the rappers were wearing it, but we didn't have the internet back then. You know what I mean? You had to either go to New York or had, or if you had a friend in New York, they had to buy it somewhere and send it to you. You know what I mean? And um, there was this guy that was checking into the hotel that I was working at. I was the front desk clerk, and he's paying for all the rooms cash. Right? His name's Damien. He's paying all the rooms cash, two thousand dollars a cash because he doesn't have a credit card on. He's paying two thousand dollars a a room, and he has this whole and it says Dada. Right, his name's Damien, blah blah blah, and it's Dada. It's the name of the company, and he's paying for all these rooms under Dada. And I just looked down and I go, "Yo, man, I love that hat. I can't find it anywhere in Vegas. We only had like two malls in Vegas, man. This yeah. is before forum shops and all that shit. You know what I mean? Like Dunes is still up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, uh, oh, the Mirage just came up. Mirage is like the first billion dollar hotel, uh, five hundred million it costs. That that was like crazy. We couldn't believe that 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 hotel was up because everything else looked like shit. Yeah. And then um, so anyways, that guy's checking in and uh, and uh, I go, uh, how does it feel to work? for the, this company, man, I love your stuff. He goes, oh, I own it. Dude, he was like 25 years old, black guy. I go, what the fuck? He goes, yeah, man, I just, I was working for Pan Am and I designed this hat on a piece of paper. I went to China, had them made up. I went to Magic. Magic is a, a clothing company, uh, a clothing uh, convention in, in Vegas. It's the biggest one. Yeah. And he goes, and I just made like a couple thousand of those hats, put my business card on it, handed it out to all the buyers out there for free. And when I went back to New York, I had like 10,000 orders. Next thing you know, I'm a millionaire. Next thing you know, I own this fucking corporation. Like he was huge, bro. He was everywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I told him I do stand up and I go, I love to wear your stuff. And when he goes, oh, you do stand up? And then he gave me all this gear. He had his assistant come down and give me all this clothing, Dada shirts, Dada hats, all that shit. And he goes, and he gave me a number to this guy. His name's Carlos, right? He goes, yeah, this is my, my boy. Uh, hit him up, blah, blah, blah. He'll send you some more stuff. So I went, I'm going to do this story real fast. And, yeah, yeah, and I start hitting him up. By the way, he's my friend to this day, uh, Carlos. And I'm hitting up Carlos and he's not, he's not returning my calls at all, right? So I go... And wear all the stuff that he gave me. And I performed, right? I got a TV set on something. And I got it on VHS. And I remembered what he looked like. That's all I remember, right? And I go, I'm going to get into that magic convention. And I'm going to hand him this tape. And I'm going to tell him I got this show that I'm doing. Because I want him to sponsor, right? And I waited a whole year. Right. And I literally to get into this convention is like a thousand dollars again. I'll make up a number, but it's like a thousand bucks again. You yeah. got to get a pass again. And everybody's in there. The who's who's in there. You know what I mean? Snoop Dogg's in there. Everybody's in there. It's a big fucking thing. And my boy's Dan. He's one of my best friends is a B-boy. He's a dancer. Right. And yeah, you're got, friends with the Jabberwockies. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I knew them when they were like 10. But like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. I, I do all of them because I. Uh, that's another story. I used to rent out high school gyms and do B-boy events in like 95. So, I swear to God, it was such 
such a hustle. You get the you get the high school gym for the two hundred bucks. You charge these kids like seven, you know, seven bucks a pop. You get like five hundred kids. You just fucking cake Jesus it. Christ. Oh, I swear to God, you buy pizzas. You buy like thirty pizzas, and you sell five bucks a slice. Bro, it's such a hustle. Like, okay, so and my sister would be the one handing out slices, and my aunt. Um, but, uh, but anyways, my boy, he was dancing for this company called tribal footwear. Right. And he goes, and him and his other boy, Donnie were dancing and they had badges. Right. He goes, we'll both go in there. I'll take Donnie's badge and I'll walk out and I'll give you the badge and you can get in. I was like, done. So he got me in and I stood by that booth for three fucking days till Damon came. I waited for that fucker, man. And then I swear to God on the third day he came in and I go, there's my dude. I walked right in. And you're only supposed to walk in if you're a buyer or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't give a fuck. I walked right in. And I go, Damon, you remember uh, when you checked in at the hotel and blah, blah? He's like, oh, yeah, I remember you, man, the comedian. I go, yeah. He goes, you ever call uh, Carlos? I go, nah, man, he never picked up. I called him a thousand times. He never picked up. He's like, what? He goes, Carlos. And Carlos pops up. He goes, get over here, man comes over he goes this is not this dude uh he does comedy man i just want to give, give him whatever he wants man shoes all that shit just give him whatever the fuck he wants man like uh, i like this kid's hustle blah blah carlos gives me I walked out of there with like four grand worth of shit, man. I yeah. got a, a leather jacket, a hockey jersey. Everything said Dada. Like shit you only saw on like in the music videos. I got all of it, right? Yeah. Stuff Snoop was wearing. I, I got all of it. You know what I mean? And uh, and then I handed him that videotape. I go, uh, I just want you to know I wore that stuff you gave me. And I went on stage and, and I did this show. And I, I just want you to have it. He goes, what? He goes, all right, man. He handed it to Carlos, right? And he goes, check this this tape out, right? And then Carlos goes, oh, dope, man. We're, we're thinking about doing a comedy show, like a Dada comedy show. I go, man, I already got one in place, man. All I need is a sponsor, but it's already ready to go. He goes, all right, bet. I want you to put put together a, a price sheet down for us and, and come to, to LA and blah, 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 uh, and, and see if we can do that for you. So I made up this fake fucking list of the comics. I swear to God, bro, this is so crazy, right? I made up Stack a list. Pizza, How much gymnasium. it's going to cost. Yeah, man. <laughs> How much the venue is going to cost. I need radio spots. I, I'm going to fly these comics out. Uh, they got to stay at the Excalibur and I can get the rooms at this much. I had this whole breakdown sheet. It came out to 5,000 bucks, right? And I told my boy, Arista, who was doing it up for me uh, I go I think it's too much he goes bring it down 500 bucks I brought it down to 4500 bucks we went to Kinko's we made it all nice with a plastic sleeve and shit went to LA drove there in this broke ass prelude that I had with a missing taillight and I'm, I'm just sitting in the in, downstairs waiting for this meeting to take place man my heart's pounding I've never done anything like Shut this before up. and this owner comes out he looks like a Greek god man Lance Simpson man he had this big ass afro light blue sunglasses he's wearing his own gear you know what I mean he's a fucking young millionaire yeah. he sits down he's like yeah man i seen your stuff man carlos showed me the tape i go yeah he goes so what you want to do a comedy show i go yeah he goes, and i handed him the thing i go yeah i put this list together and he goes he didn't even look at it took me 20 hours to put this in. i never even slept yeah. and he goes all right cool man let's get this shit going and that was my relationship i was being sponsored by an urban fucking company street this is streetwear when streetwear just started you know yeah. what I mean? and, and it's like I got the company card, right? I'm flying people to Vegas. It gets to the point where people are calling me to be on my show. You know what I mean? Uh, UPS is coming to my house maybe every two to three weeks, sending me maybe 60 pairs of Dada. It looked like a goddamn footlocker in there. They wanted me to just hand them out to people. Yeah, if you got friends, hand them out, man. Just give them shoes. Uh, so many pairs of Dada shoes, man. My mom is wearing Dada. It's 96, bro. 
There, Snoop Dogg and my mom is wearing Dada. You know what I mean? 96, 97, whatever they did. Yeah. And then, uh, and then uh, what's the funniest shit? Uh, oh, fuck. There was something I wanted to tell you and I can't remember, man. Uh, fuck. I'm having a brain fart right now. There's the best part of the whole story. God damn it. But anyways, yeah, I was being sponsored by Dada Footwear. I did Showtime at the Apollo. They flew me out to do it. This is back when the Apollo, when they really blew yeah, it. Not, yeah, the, yeah. not this Hollywood shit that they're doing right now. Yeah. Like this was the raw Harlem Apollo. Yeah. Like you walked out and you weren't black. You were booed. It was that quick. It was yeah. like, boo, motherfucker. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Yeah, I remember that. And I walked out and I won that shit. But if you watch the videotape, I'm wearing a Dada fucking hat, man. <laughs> Dada Supreme, bro. Shut the fuck up. And they up. paid for it. The coolest family ever, man. That's it was fucking the coolest. awesome. Yeah, man. It was cool. I don't know why I told you that story. I just, oh, I just wanted you to know that that was my hustle, man. Dude, like, I love, I respect the hustle. And you're, you've got a restaurant, right? Yeah. Where's your restaurant? It's in Vegas. So yeah, because my family's there. And I always wanted to own a restaurant. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to buy it here. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I wanted to, I was going to do it here in LA, but I was like, man, my home is LA, uh, Vegas. And I have a house out there as well. Oh, you do? Yeah. And then, uh, and my mom, you know, my mom always goes to the restaurant. So everyone thinks it's hers. You know what I mean? So yeah. it just feels good to, is it, is it, uh, is it it's Japanese? Really? I didn't dude. the thing is, I want to own a Filipino restaurant. <laughs> yeah. I bought into this cause my friend was buying into this franchise and, uh, and he didn't have enough money to get it started. He lied. He was a straight hustler, man. He said he had the money. He didn't. And, and they were moving. Construction was moving everything. And uh, and I kind of just kind of saved the show. You know what I mean? I was like, I got the money. I'll buy into it. Just give me, you know, 30% of the company and, you know, we'll, we'll call it What's that. What's the name of the restaurant? It's called YoJ. <laughs> it's called YoJ, which is the actual name. It wasn't, I'm not trying to do a play on words. Yeah. It was the actual name of the franchise. And then... Uh, and then about a year into it, I just I just went ahead and bought the whole thing out because I didn't like how it was being. I love the guy, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but yeah, I just yeah, think yeah. that wasn't his hustle. And my sister is really fucking good and savvy with restaurants. And so uh, my other sister, Gemma, uh, and so she runs the restaurant for me and I, I own it 100 now. And the world <laughs> tour you're on right now, you've where have you been? You've been to Scandinavia, Scandinavia. Uh, 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 got England. Amsterdam, Eng London surprised the shit. I, I, I saw you were in Antwerp. Antwerp, uh, fuck man, uh, Sweden, uh, Belgium, Australia, every city in uh, Australia. Yeah, Singapore, Tokyo, uh, Malaysia. I, I couldn't believe Malaysia, man. Unbelievable. I couldn't believe Singapore. Three thousand people. Yeah, and not an empty fucking seat. It was crazy, and I got to walk my son out. Oh, you brought him on? Yeah, he walked out. I was like, yeah, my fucking boy. Shut up. I started crying, kind of yeah. like what I'm doing now. <laughs> <laughs> How cool is that, though, for your son? Yeah, to... man, it was cool, man. Because, you know, you talk about him, and then you're like, you know, he's he's he's, he's my life. He's my, he, you know what I mean? He's the reason why. <laughs> yeah. No. So, yeah. That's awesome, man. Dude, I know the feeling... 100%. I get worked up hearing you talk you about it. You know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. crazy how hard we work and what we miss. Dude, you don't have to get me started about that. Yeah. It's you, a lot of birthdays, bro. A lot of birthdays. Uh I die, uh, you're gonna get me emotional. <laughs> you know, I there was two I, Christmases where I worked. I was like, God damn. I said, uh I said the other day, I said, uh I thought I'd be a better dad. Like I just I thought I'd be more involved. I you know, like when I was when I wanted to be a dad, I I was like, I'll coach softball, I'll do uh I'll do all this. I'll do all these things. 
<clears throat> I've only gone to one softball game this year, <laughs> and like it's and it's just part of the hustle. Yeah, man. It's like if you, hey, man, if if you want to play softball, I got to work. Yeah, and if you want glasses, I got to work. And if yeah. you want to go to private school, I got to work. Yeah, and in my work, I can't just fucking. I'm I'm jealous of the dads who just get in their fucking seven series and drive over the hill and come back yeah. i gotta i gotta go to fucking virginia beach yeah and it's not pretty no it's not i'm not gonna i like <clears throat> it, that's amazing man you caught me off guard <laughs> we've both been through that that's why when i saw hustle. that video of you and your daughter it, it touched me because i was like yeah that's what i'm talking about man because i know what you feel you know what i mean like you want them to be a part of it you know what i mean you want them right next to you you know what i mean like this is this is our world, baby. You know what I mean? Like, I know I'm on the road a lot, but this little minute caption that we're doing together, I, th this is what I'm working for, man. I love yeah. you. And, and, and it's so funny because, uh, what was I going to say? Man, there was one more thing I wanted to say to you, man. Oh, this is what I wanted to say to you. Like, yeah, you talked about how you wish you could be here and get in your seven series and drive over the hill and, and leave work and go see your son and play for an hour. You know what I mean? And, and your dad, you know what I mean? But... I'll tell you this, man. I feel like those kids don't get to see their dads as much as they get as our kids get to see us. We 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 work the 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 three day weekend and we miss out. But man, when we're home, we're home. Yeah. Like right now, you're you're right here. And when your daughter comes home, you're home. And yeah. it's gonna be until she falls a fucking sleep. And and it, there's times where my son's like, "Hey, I think it's time to go on the road, Dad." Like, cause I'm so <laughs> like I don't want to leave him. You know what I mean? And I think that's cooler. It's cooler than an hour a day. And I, I'm sorry I was late. The office had me, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. At least we got to have dinner together. No, man, I am home and I'm not fucking leaving. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that my daughter uh, right now is obviously, is, uh, it'll air probably after this, but obviously, but uh, it's sober October. And my daughter was like, uh, was like, when do you go on the road? And I, I go, <laughs> uh, yeah, I go uh, this weekend. And she's like, uh, are you drinking? And I said, probably, yeah, yeah, probably. And she goes, good. Yeah. <laughs> I was it's like, really? Time. She goes, you can use a break. Yeah. Like, you 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 seem really intense lately. Oh, I go, man. oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm in the middle of this workout competition, and I'm not drinking, and I'm like, I'm literally up everyone's ass. I bought everyone new softball gloves. I'm oh, like, man. I'm like at every, now I'm like so involved. She's like. Hey, I don't. I don't need a kiss before I go to school every single oh. day. I was like, No, you do. Yeah, you. Do. I ran out. I ran out this morning in my underwear because they were getting in the car. I was like, I didn't get kisses. And two of my daughters are like, The fuck are you doing? I was like, I get kisses. I get kisses every yeah, time you man, leave. You kiss me. I do that to my son too. Man, he does the same shit. I mean, you kiss dad. Yeah. Yeah. You kiss dad's kiss face, dad. and then dad kisses your face back. But my friends are. I don't give a fuck about your friends. Okay, your friends can go fuck themselves. <laughs> you kiss Dad's face, and Dad kisses your face. <laughs> oh, that's a perfect place to end. That's yeah, a man. great. You kiss Dad's face, and Dad kisses, kisses your, your face. face, and we kiss our faces together. <laughs> Dude, uh, I'm so happy for you. I'm Thank so you. happy watching your Instagram. You are. You are. You are next level, man. You are killing it right now, and it's I'm I'm just, it's a fun journey to watch. You're killing it. I love it, dude. I'm, I'm your special is beautiful, thank man. Thank you, man. Thank you so yeah, much, yeah, man. I, I, I where where do you go go off to the rest of this tour, dude? Uh, you got the Philippines still left. That's that's done. That, oh, that's that was, done. Yeah, I did five out there. Um, 
No, man. I'm getting ready to shoot my next Netflix special. Oh, for real? Yeah, man. And it's crazy right now. When's that? Do you know? Bro, it's crazy to even tell you. I'm shooting. It's it's in an arena. And I sold it out four times. And I sold it out eight months ago before I even got the Netflix special. I, I didn't even oh, tell them I had a Netflix special. I just, it went on sale like, I think, February or something like that. So whatever that is. Yeah, eight months. It sold out in minutes. It sold out. We were only supposed to do two, and then uh, and then it, now it's up to four, and uh, it's like thirty thousand tickets sold. But and, and we're and we're shooting the the special there. I just got that deal by the way two weeks ago. Really? Yeah, dude. Congratulations. Yeah, man. I'm telling you, man. You're the reason. I think I think you are solely the reason. A lot of people look at shooting their own specials and selling it to Netflix because yours was such. It was so beautifully shot. It was such an amazing special. Thank you. And it did so well. It was on that trending list for like fucking two months. Yeah, man. It was on number one on trending forever. And it, it and it's it's one of the ones that is global. It's, oh, it's a global special. Thank I think you. It, it crosses out. It, it, it's bigger than Portland, Seattle, Ontario, Toronto, West Palm, Thank Vegas. You. It is Manila, fucking Antwerp, Stockholm. <laughs> it, it really is, man. You're an inspiration, you. man. And I think, I think the way you look at this business and the way that you bring hustle to the game, we all could have more of that. Thank you, Bill, man. From from Bill Burr's mouth to my ears to yours, Bill Burr's looks at guys like you and goes, "Man, if everyone had a little bit of that, fucking, this would be a different game." Dude, man, thank you. Dude, congratulations. Thank man. you, bro. I love Fuck you, bro. Yeah, I love you. <laughs> This episode was brought to you by The Machine.